Hey, buddy, what you doing? Is it Christmas yet? No, sorry, not yet. I can't wait for Christmas. Yeah, I can't wait for Christmas either. In fact, let's celebrate now. <laughs> Welcome to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. <laughs> it's April 25th, 2018, and that means there's eight months left until Christmas. Today on the show, we'll talk about angels, specifically Christmas angels. We'll also teach you how to make a fragrant reminder of the holidays. We'll read some of your emails, count down my top five favorite Christmas knock-knock jokes, and you'll help me come up with another idea for a great Christmas TV movie. Okay, let's start the show! Welcome back to the Christmas Cave! I'm Tim Babb, your ho-ho-host! I'm here to guide you as we swim in the lake of Christmas magic until our fingers get all pruny. But instead of waiting eight months, let's do something right this very minute because we need a little Christmas. Now! We need a Our Christmas Now tip for the day comes from the Merry Christmas Activity Book by Jane Bull. I checked this out of my local library before Christmas, and I still have it. I think I've renewed it the maximum amount of time, so I knew I had to use it or lose it by this episode. So this book is filled with 50 different crafts, recipes, and other ideas to help you celebrate the holiday, and today we're going to learn how to make clove-studded oranges. This is a smell that a lot of people associate with Christmas, so even if you can't actually celebrate Christmas in the middle of spring, at least you can smell it. Here's what you need. A paper bag, cloves, ribbon, masking tape, orris root, and of course, an orange. Although they also suggest you can substitute a lemon, a lime, a kumquat, or a tangerine, but I feel like those are totally different smells, and it misses the whole point, so we're sticking with an orange. Okay, let's get started. First, wrap some tape around the middle of the orange, like like the equator on a globe. That's how the tape is supposed to be. Then, you push the cloves in all the parts where the tape is not until the orange is covered. Then... Put the orris root into a bowl, roll the orange around until it's covered. Wrap the orange in a paper bag with some tape at the top. Then leave in a warm, dry place for six weeks. Remove the tape and then tie it up with a ribbon. And voila, you have it. Did I just say six weeks? That means if you did it right now, it still wouldn't be ready by the time the next episode of this podcast airs. I don't know. I think this might have to be disqualified from being considered having a little Christmas now. Well, hold on a second. Hey there, imaginary listener who kind of sounds like George Bailey. What's up? Well, 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 technically preparing the orange cloves is, is the Christmas now, not just enjoying it. Sometimes it's the journey, not just the destination. Well, I suppose that's true. You would think someone who spends 12 months of the year talking about a single day would realize that preparation is part of the fun. Well, thanks, Bailey guy. We'll leave the Christmas Now classification intact on a technicality. If you try making these orange cloves, let me know how it goes. Leave a comment at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com or email me at christmas at tancast.com. I'll read your notes on the next episode. Well, I guess actually we'll have to wait until the next next episode. But anyway, let's move on to our next segment, Five Golden Things. Since it's April, I decided it was time for some foolishness. When is there not foolishness on this show? Hey, you were helpful before. Don't ruin it. All right. 
Anyway, I thought it'd be fun to count down my five favorite Christmas knock-knock jokes. But because I'm a comedian, I prefer to tell jokes in front of an audience. And who's the perfect audience for knock-knock jokes? Kids! So I'm going to tell these top five knock-knock jokes to my boys, and we can all share in their laughter. Because I'm sure they're going to howl with laughter at these hilarious jokes. This plan has no flaws. Let's kick it off. Number five. Knock-knock. Who's there? Honda. Honda who? Honda first day of Christmas. Hmm. <laughs> Number four. Knock-knock. Who's there? Hannah. Hannah who? Hannah Partridge in a pear tree. Hmm. All right. Number three. Knock knock. Who's there? Donut. Donut who? Donut open until Christmas. <laughs> Number two. Knock knock. Santa. Santa who? Santa card to my grandma for Christmas. Who's your grandma? Nammy's my grandma. You've met her. We're gonna see her in a couple weeks. Oh, and I know who your mom is. <laughs> yes, I know you do. Tina. Honorable mentions. Knock knock. Who's there? Wenceslas. Wenceslas. Wenceslas bus leaving on Christmas Eve. King Wenceslas. It's a, it's a Christmas Carol. Oh, Christmas Carol that I don't know. <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Wayne. Wayne who? Wayne in a manger. Away in a manger. It's another Christmas Carol. Oh. All right. Knock knock. Who's there? Mary and Abby. Mary and Abby who? Merry Christmas and Abby New Year. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Favorites? Uh, I kind of like um the Merry Christmas one. I like. James, you have any favorites? Mhm. What? Which one did you like the best? Knock uh, knock. Who's there? Santa. Santa who? Let me get one. Okay. All right, thanks, boys. Woo! Tough crowd. Well, if you've got some Christmas knock-knock jokes that I've missed, be sure to share them with us, you know, on can'twaitforchristmaspod.com or go to our Facebook page and leave them there. Speaking of Facebook, let's open up Santa Bab's mailbag. Santa Bab, he is gonna read some emails from you or tweets or Facebook messages to Santa Bab, he is opening up his mailbag tonight. I got this message from Marianne who writes, I am so happy I found your podcast. I moved to Texas not too long ago and things have been a little lonely. Fiance and I have no family in Texas. Your podcast has brought me so much joy when I felt down. I've listened to your podcast while I've listened to your podcast while I do wedding planning. Our wedding is going to be a Christmas themed wedding. My fiance and I love Christmas. We're getting married December 9th. Thank you so much for brightening my day. And thank you, Marianne, for brightening my day. A Christmas wedding is such a great idea. Christmas is a celebration. A wedding is a celebration. That's two great tastes that taste great together. I imagine there'll be pretty lights everywhere. Instead of throwing the bouquet, you can huck a sprig of mistletoe. Instead of cutting the cake, you can carve a turkey. All right, clearly I shouldn't be in charge of planning this, but maybe I could give you some helpful advice. When you're doing your reception planning, just tell the vendors it's a Christmas party and maybe they won't charge you their crazy wedding prices. Hmm? That's a tip from somebody who spent a lot on his reception. And before we leave Facebook, I would be remiss if we didn't mention the ongoing story of Ron. You see, back in January, Ron left a comment. I love this podcast. My wife loves Christmas so much, there was a lot of O's, that she doesn't want to take down our Christmas tree yet. 
I'm thinking about asking anyone here if they want to guess a date when the tree will go back in the box till next year. Any guesses? And there were guesses. They gave people range from Valentine's Day uh, to the week after Easter. But wait, there's an update. Ron just left another comment a couple days ago that said, Christmas tree is still up on April 22nd. Way to stay strong, Ron and Ron's wife. If you make it to October, there's no point in taking it down. So just six more months. You can do it. We're all rooting for you. Now, let's move on to today's feature segment. Let's talk about angels. Now, I want to remind everyone that I am a comedian, not a religious leader. And this is a comedy podcast, not a church. We're going to get a little silly here, but we're not going for offensive. I'm certainly not going for blasphemous. We're going to keep things respectful, but it's not just going to be a dry history of angels. So I want to make it clear what we're aiming for going in so we can all be prepared to have a good time. We cool? All right. Hit it, Sixpence. Angels we have heard on high singing sweet. right it wouldn't be christmas without the angels so let's learn a little bit more about them angels are an american professional baseball franchise based in anaheim california the angels compete in major league baseball as a member of the american league west wait 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 sorry wrong wikipedia page i'm talking about the heavenly angels see angels are agents of god and oh what how has no one made a tv show of that something called agents of god and it stars two angels cleaning up the streets. They're like buddy cops, and like one plays by the book, and the other also plays by the book. They're angels. What do you expect? I'm just saying I would watch that. Anywho, here's some angel fun facts. Angels are genderless. Despite having names that are often associated with males, they are neither man nor woman. In fact, they do not have physical bodies. They are purely spiritual beings and take a human-like form only when communicating with people. There's a hierarchy to angels. They are divided into three spheres. Each sphere has three choirs, and these are known as the choirs of angels. I would list them all, but anyone who's ever listened to the outtakes at the end of this show will tell you that is a recipe for disaster. Suffice to say, there's nine of them, and they're hard to pronounce. Angels appear many times in the Bible, usually to be the intermediary between God and humans. In fact, the word angel comes from the Greek word for messenger. And it's the messengers we're going to focus on today, specifically the four angels who are part of the Christmas story. The first is Gabriel, the angel who appeared to Mary to let her know she was going to give birth to the Son of God. Here's how it goes down in the Bible. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she, who was said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month. For no word of God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. I gotta hand it to Mary. She really takes that in stride. If I had a conversation with an angel 2,000 years ago, I'd still be freaking out about it today. She got visited by a genuine supernatural being, and she sounds 
totally cool with it. I'd never stop peppering Gabriel with questions like, wait, you're an angel? How many of you are there? Do you really watch us all the time? Isn't that super boring when we sleep? What's heaven like? Can you get a message to my great-grandfather? But not Mary. Her mind isn't even blown at all. She's a little wigged out at the greeting at first, but then she pulls enough together to even point out plot flaws in the angel's plan at first. Like, wait, 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 wait. I can't be pregnant. I'm a virgin. There'd be no way I'd be capable of critical thinking like that if a supernatural being visited me. They keep saying the younger generations are getting soft, and apparently this has been gaining for some time. I can only hope to be half as put together on my best day as Mary was when she suddenly got promoted from normal woman engaged to be married to God's number one gal. But the next angel had a way tougher job than Gabriel. The next angel had to explain this same thing to Joseph. Let's go back to the Bible. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. So to recap, Joseph is engaged to Mary when he notices she's pregnant. He knows it's not his baby, so he's getting ready to bounce when an angel slides into his DMs. In this case, that means dream messages. And he tells him he needs to stick around because he's going to be the son of God's stepdad. That is quite a heavy burden. Actually, the late Robin Williams had a funny bit about this. And then there's another miracle. The night that Mary said to Joe, Joe, I'm pregnant. And Joe went, holy mother of God. And she went, you're right. Oh, Jesus Christ. What a great name, Joe! That is so much better than Shmuel. Way to go! I love you, Joe. Wait, hold on a minute, Mary. Hold on a minute. So I'm the stepfather of God's kid? Yeah. So I can't discipline him. I can't go, you're done wrong, because the kid will look at me and say, you're not my real dad. What are you doing, Mary? How did it happen? Oh, it's immaculate, Joe. Oh, it better be, Mary. It better be immaculate. I'm sorry, I'm transforming Joe into Ralph Cramden. The next Christmas angel is the one who appeared to the shepherds. Now, rather than me read this passage from the Bible, I think it's time for this episode to pass the Linus test. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Finally, someone's afraid of these angels. Don't get me wrong, angels are great and they're here to do God's work and deliver his word and all that good stuff, but if one suddenly appeared in front of me right now, I guarantee I'd have to change my pants. You're not going to do a bit where an angel appears to you now as a joke, are you? No, I think my lighthearted commentary on these Bible quotes is skating a fine line as it is. I'm just going to let you assume that I would freak right out. 
Good call. Our fourth Christmas angel is a lesser known one, and to be fair, I don't know that all these are different angels. All these could be Gabriel, for all I know, but for the sake of discussion, we'll just assume they're four different angels. Anyway, I read about the fourth angel in yet another Christmas book I've had on loan from the library since Christmas, The Christmas Almanac from Welcome Books. On their page about angels, they talk about how many legends have come from the previous Bible passage where the angel speaks to the shepherds. Quote, One particular tale found among manuscripts in an old Sicilian monastery tells of all the creatures on earth that sought out the baby Jesus to present him with gifts. Even trees went to Bethlehem to see the holy child. The fruit-bearing trees had plenty to give, but the poor fir tree with only evergreen needles had nothing to offer. When an angel saw that the other trees had pushed the little fir tree away, the heavenly being invited some stars to come and sit on the fir tree's branches. Upon seeing the twinkling tree, the baby Jesus blessed it, and so began the tradition of decorating the Christmas tree to celebrate Jesus' birth. So, to recap, according to this legend, animals are flocking to Bethlehem to see Jesus, and so are trees. Like some cut scene from The Lord of the Rings, trees are just walking right on over. And, like the little drummer boy, the fir tree has nothing to give. Then the other trees treat the fir tree like the other reindeer treat Rudolph. Until an angel steps in and pulls stars down from the sky to decorate it. And that's why now we hang a shining star upon the highest bough every year. I don't know why this story didn't make it in the Bible, but if someone has the means to make a Raken Bass-style animated short, I think we have a million-dollar plot idea on our hands right here. So thank you, Christmas angels. This holiday wouldn't be the same without you. I just mentioned plot ideas earlier. It is time to enlist your help in coming up with a movie plot that has all the hallmarks of a great Christmas movie. A few days ago, I did a blast on our Facebook and Twitter pages in search for a verb, an activity, an activity participant, a type of store, a noun, a career, an adjective, another noun, another noun, and yet another noun. Thankfully, we had some waiters step up, specifically Sean, Rachel, Steve, Tim, nice name, and Todd. Thanks very much, gang. Let's see what you came up with. Looks like we got grown, skydive, parachuter, craft store, butterfly, singer, beautiful, cranberries, waffles, and elf shoes. Sounds good, but let's see how it plays out in our movie plot summary. A little movie called Grown Me at Christmas. Organizing a Christmas skydive is a true treat for craft store boutique owner Rachel. She loves the challenge of finding the perfect butterfly for the parachuter and orchestrating an exquisite event. What Rachel didn't expect was to be swept off her feet by the parachuter's gorgeous brother, singer, Tim. Tim came to the quirky town of Beautiful Gold to support his sister, not to fall in love, yet Rachel is the most extraordinary woman he's ever met. Planning the perfect skydive leads to candlelit cranberries and strolls through snow-covered waffles. Rachel finds the real Tim even more captivating than her celebrity crush. Will the singer be brave enough to take on the elf shoes of a lifetime? Boom. You had me at walk through snow-covered waffles. Okay, if you want to help out with the story on the next episode, be sure to follow us on Twitter, at ChristmasPod, or like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash can'twaitforchristmaspod. Before we go, let's check in with the results of our Christmas Carol face-off feature, who sang it best. <laughs> Last time, it was the battle of the wonderful Christmas time, with the Shins going up against Hansen. And the winner, with 76% of the vote, is Hansen! Thanks for voting, and if there's two versions of the same song you'd like to hear face off on a future episode, send them to us so we can decide who sang it best. 
And that's going to do it for today's show. If you'd like to learn more about angels, I suggest you check out your local library. They are missing two Christmas books right now, but I swear I'll return them soon. But you can find books about angels, Christmas, and all sorts of other things. Reading. It's fundamental. <laughs> all right. I got to dash away all, but I hope to hear from you on Facebook, uh, the Can't Wait for Christmas pod.com, and maybe at email Christmas at Tancast.com. But most important, until next time, keep laughing all the way. And that was Christmas 1983. Actually, Dad, it's 2018. Oh. Ho, ho, ho. Thank you for listening to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on iTunes, or we're available on Stitcher and Google Play as well. If you'd like to leave a comment on this or any episode, go to our official website at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. While you're there, you'll find a link to our official Zazzle store, where you can grab customizable t-shirts, ornaments, bumper stickers, and all sorts of other Christmas merchandise all year long. You can also connect with us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash can'twaitforchristmaspod. Or on Twitter, we are at christmaspod. Or you could always send us an email directly at christmas at tancast.com. The Can't Wait for Christmas podcast is part of the Tancast Podcast Network. We Wish You a Merry Christmas was performed by the United States Marine Corps Band. And this amazing version of Jingle Bells on the Accordion was performed by the wonderful and talented Kristen Nowicki. All other music and sounds used in this episode are the properties of their individual copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. Okay, boys, did I forget anything? God bless us, everyone. All right, full disclosure, we're not actually in the Christmas cave today. We're in the Christmas dining room because the family's not home, so I can record in the house. Shh, don't tell everybody who turned it off before the outtakes. The word angel comes from the Greek word for... God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth. Atta- Na- really? I mispronounced Nazareth? Naz- How do- It's not like I don't know that word. It's not like I was reading it. It's like, what's this? I've never heard this before. <laughs> See why I couldn't pronounce all the angel choirs? God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. 20... Uh, I gotta skip the numbers because uh, it, I, read, I wrote it down and it puts the numbers of each verse of the Bible in between each sentence and I'm gonna be like, 27! Nope, never mind. And if there's two fir- and if there's two versions of the same song you'd like to hear her face off on a future episode and if there's two versions of the same song you'd like to hear face off on a future episode send them to us All right, you guys ready to hear some Christmas knock knock jokes? Yes, ready. All right. Knock knock. Who's there? Holly. Holly who? Holidays are here again. <laughs> like that face like <laughs> Hang on, we're almost done. <laughs>